Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. Have you heard the gospel message before? Perhaps in an evangelical church, on TV or a radio broadcast, through a friend or even a passing stranger? Perhaps through a book or a track that you came across? The main thing you may have noticed, if nothing else, was that the message you heard or read originated from God, a God who was obviously trying to connect with you. And what was your response? Did you put it on the back burner, so to speak? We hope not. The Bible refers to that response as basically hiding. Just as God sought Adam and Eve in the garden so long ago, and they hid themselves from its presence. And why? Well, they didn't want to face the issues. Sad, isn't it? That God wants to find us, and we really don't want to be found. That is the message of today's broadcast. God is seeking for you. The very fact that you're hearing this gospel message is an example of that. He longs to connect with each one of us. But sin has formed a tremendous barrier. Yes, God is looking for sinners. But there is the other side as well. Are you seeking for him? The Bible promise still stands. You will find him when you honestly look for him, when you seek for him with all your heart. So let's listen to what speaker Peter Ramsey has to tell us about a seeking sinner and a seeking Savior. We are talking tonight about a person, and his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no religion on earth, no matter how devout the followers may be, no religion on earth that can make a person right with God, and there is no religion on earth that can take a person to heaven. The Lord Jesus Christ is the only way. And what I love about the Gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, is that it is a very inclusive message. In fact, it is an exclusive message because it is so inclusive. I don't think you'll find a message like it on the planet that we can go anywhere to any people to any lifestyle, to any segment of society, and we can speak to them and tell them that the Lord Jesus Christ can meet their deepest needs and that He wants to bless you in ways that you have never imagined. And He wants to relieve you of your burden of sin and remove the guilt and clean your conscience, and make you right with God, and give you peace within. Now, friend, in fairness, have you found anything in life that matches that? Have you found anything of all the things that you've experimented with and you have tried? Could you tell us at the door tonight, Peter, I have peace. 
I have joy. My search has come to an end. I am not out there on my journey continually looking. I'm settled. I have peace. I can tell you that. I have peace with God through the Lord Jesus. Now Luke chapter 19 and verse 10. This is following the story of a man who had a lot of wealth. But when the Lord Jesus was passing through his city, he really did want to see this amazing man. He didn't want to miss the opportunity. And maybe you're curious. You would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ. And this man, he went to a high place where he would have a good view. He didn't want to miss Jesus. And when the Lord Jesus came to that exact location, the Lord Jesus looked up to him and saw him there looking down. And Jesus said to Zacchaeus, Be quick! Make haste! Come down! I'm going to abide with you. And what do you think this rich man did? Did he stay in his lofty perch? Absolutely not. He knew that he was missing something in life. He knew that void in his heart had never been filled. No matter what he tried, no matter what success he achieved in his career, no matter how much money he accumulated, he still had an empty void. And when Jesus looked up searching for him, saw him, and he invited him to come, the Bible says he made haste and he came down quickly and he received Jesus joyfully. And on the heels of that story, verse 10 of chapter 19 of the Gospel of Luke, we read these words, For the Son of Man is come. That's Jesus. The Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Maybe you had no idea until tonight that God is actively seeking you. In a world of 7.6 billion people, I am glad I can stand at this podium and tell you no matter who you are, no matter what you have done, that the God of the Bible, the only living and true God, loves you and He's seeking after you and He wants to bless you. I don't know what your concept is of God, but I will tell you the God of the Bible. Well, let's go back to the Old Testament, to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 29. And these verses pertain to a nation, but there is ample evidence in the Bible that the thoughts of God's heart towards this nation are the same thoughts He thinks about you. Yes, you. Tonight, Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. These are the words of the Lord. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. To give you an expected end. Or, here is the Lord saying, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope. Plans to give you a future. That was with 
respect to a nation. But there is ample evidence in the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation that the heart beatings of God toward a nation are the same throbbings of His holy, loving heart to everyone in this auditorium tonight. God loves you and God is seeking for you. Look at verse 13 of Jeremiah 29. The Lord says, And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. He is seeking you, but do you have any interest at all? Do you have any interest whatsoever in Him finding you? Would you be interested tonight stopping on your journey through life? And saying, you mean the Lord is really seeking me? I can tell you on the authority of the Bible, He is really seeking you. And there's a lot of things that don't cause a stir in heaven. The greatest accomplishments. I was just recently in the Winnipeg, the National Museum of Human Rights for Canada. And it is an architectural engineering wonder. Amazing building. But you know, when they completed that building, it wouldn't have caused a ripple in heaven. But if there was a boy or a girl or a man or a woman tonight listening to these gospel messages, and if you were to acknowledge your sin and trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Bible tells us that in heaven, the joy bells, if I can put it that way, go off in heaven. Heaven would be delighted tonight if you, yes you, trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. There was a man called Jesus. And in Luke chapter 19 and verse 10 we read, He came to seek and to save those who were lost. And Christ came from eternity into time. What for? A mission of salvation. He came to save us. So many centuries ago, the Lord Jesus Christ allowed Himself to be spit upon, to be mocked, to be cursed, to be lashed, to be ridiculed, to be stripped naked, to be nailed to the cross. To wear a crown of thorns. And ultimately to bear in His holy, sinless self my burden of sin. And I can look back on that occasion as the point where Christ died for my sins. I love the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. I don't know what feelings you have in your hearts towards Him. Maybe you just think of Christ as a, the historical Christ. You say, don't insult me. I do know the Easter story. He died. He was buried. He was raised again. I know that story. But knowing the story will never take you to heaven. You must know the man personally as your Savior. If you only know him as the historical Christ, or if you know him as the founder of the Christian faith, or if you know him as an ethical leader and respect him, a man of tremendous ethics, 
an outstanding teacher acknowledged in history, a humanitarian, a benefactor. If that's all you know about the Lord Jesus, and He was definitely all of that, you don't know Him the way Christians, genuine, authentic Christians know Him. We know all that about Him, but we know something else. The Apostle Paul was telling the young people today, he was the Osama bin Laden of his day. His raison d'etre was to wipe out Christianity and to kill every Christian, to rid the planet of everyone who loved the name of Jesus. And God's amazing grace reached down into Saul of Tarsus' life. You talk about a seeking God. He was seeking Him. And He saved Him. And Saul of Tarsus discovered the very one that I blaspheme, the one that I hate, the one that I despise, the one that I am fighting against, He is the one who died for my sins on the cross. And He surrendered. I don't know whether you've ever surrendered or not. Maybe you still have a little bit of self-will left there. I know that, but I'm not going to yield. I'm not going to surrender to Jesus Christ. Well, Saul of Tarsus did. And the moment he did was the moment that he got that new life. And years later in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, now called the great Apostle Paul in our language, he wrote about Jesus, the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Do you have a personal connection like that? The Apostle Peter said in 1 Peter 3.18, Christ once suffered for sin, the just for beyond behalf of the unjust, that He might bring us to God. That's what Peter said about Him. What would you have to say about the Lord Jesus tonight? I can tell you that I love Him. He's my Savior. He died for me. Are you seeking Him? The Lord said in Jeremiah 29, You shall seek Me and find Me when you shall search for Me with all your heart. I don't know what you're searching for. Life goes by quickly. What are you seeking in life? Could you summarize it in one sentence? what the main focus of your life is. The Lord said, you shall seek me and you will find me. When? When you search for me with how much of your heart? All of your heart. All of your heart. What we really want, we seek for with tremendous intensity and earnestness and focus. What we value, in life, we go after. The intensity of the search depends on the degree of desire. The Lord said, you will find me. You will find me when your heart is focused on only me. When I am the one that you desire more than anyone else in life. When you come to me thirsty, broken, burdened, weary, Oh, Lord, I want You more than anything else in life. The Lord says, You will find Me when you search for Me with all your heart. 
Finding Christ, God's salvation, is not some mere piece of life's puzzle. For you to have this relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, there is nothing more pressing, there is nothing more urgent in your life because this is something that is settled in time. You know that life is just that fragile. You know that life is just that vulnerable. That one step over the precipice from time into eternity. And then it's too late. Too late when you breathe your last. Too late then to acquire this beautiful relationship with Jesus Christ. The Lord said, you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. The Proverbs says this, chapter 8, those who seek me diligently shall find me. You get to the New Testament, Matthew chapter 6, and you read these words, seek first the kingdom of God. First. Now, some of you have a bucket list. I don't know what you have on your list, but I know what the Lord Jesus said. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Motivated by desire. What is your desire level tonight to find Christ? That's a tremendous promise. Don't you find it encouraging? Maybe you're here tonight and you're discouraged. You've been wanting to be saved. You've been planning on getting saved. And it's something elusive. Well, here's a promise. It's from the Lord Himself. You will find Me when you search for Me with all your heart. You say, but why do I even have to search for God? Why do I have to search for salvation in the first place? Is God some cruel, sadistic God playing some hide-and-seek game with me on such a critical matter? Have you harbored such thoughts against God? Here's the biblical perspective on that question that you have fairly asked. The human race has hidden itself from their Creator, from God. In an act of defiance, in an act of rebellion, at the very outset of our journey, you can read the biblical account in Genesis chapter 3. When we rebelled and we took our own way and we sinned against God, Genesis 3 says we went into hiding. The first mention of hiding is in Genesis 3. We went into hiding. And who makes the first move? God says, Adam, where are you? God has been searching down through the centuries. The Bible is replete with stories and examples of a seeking God. No, He's not a cruel, sadistic monster like God playing hide-and-seek games with vulnerable you. The reality is we have taken our own way. We have plunged ourselves into darkness and... Maybe you prefer to live in darkness. You've been hearing about a new light that's available. Jesus said it was an abundant light, but you draw back. Who's doing the hiding now? As you're here tonight, not by coincidence, you're here by a searching God. It's not a, a fluke of the force that you're here. You're here because God is at work in your life. But you draw back and you say, no, this is not for me. Who's doing the hiding? I wonder why you can't find Him. CN Tower is, it's not really hiding. It dominates the skyline. But have you ever had the experience of being mesmerized down, down Toronto? 
by all the other buildings, distracted by all the other sights, and other buildings that are so close to you, they are blocking, they are impeding your view. But the CN Tower is there. Let me tell you, the Lord Jesus Christ is near. You could take Him home with you tonight. He's there, taller, more obvious than the CN Tower is. But what is it in your life that is blocking your view so close to you that is blocking the loveliness of the person of Christ from your view? Can you identify it? Why is it you can't see the beauties of the Lord Jesus? Acts chapter 17, Paul, looking at the lost people of Athens, he explains God's desire to all nations to come to Him. He says that they should seek God and feel their way towards Him, find Him. And then he says, but yet, actually, He is not far from each one of us. In Him we live and we move and we have our being. He gives us oxygen. That's how close He is to us to breathe each day. Romans chapter 10, verse 8 says, what does it say? The Word is near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. It's in your ears tonight. You could absorb the beautiful truths from the Bible and say, did Christ die for me? What does the Bible say? Christ died for sinners. And you could absorb that tonight and receive Him personally as your Savior. No, He's not distant. He's not far off. But maybe you're not willing to come out of hiding. But He says, you will find Me when you search for Me with all your heart. I can tell you on the authority of the Word of God, the Lord has promised, you will find Me when you shall search for Me with all your heart. So, would you like to have it settled once and for all? The Son of Man came to seek and to save those that were lost. Will you admit you're lost? That you need your sins forgiven? God is seeking for such to save, and He has a message for you. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. He that believes on the Son has everlasting life. Won't you trust Christ today? He died that sins might be forgiven. Turn to Christ and be connected to the God who is seeking for you. If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at anchorpointradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by Believers in Christ who are meeting at various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday, as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel or of gathering unto the name of the Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles, take a look at our Anchor Point website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the gathering center nearest you. My name is Glenn Todd. Thank you once again for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that Christ alone 
is the anchor for the soul.